know your ass better call somebody. Hey, hey, what do you say? It's time. It's time. Ball Junk episode 57. Wouldn't it be great if we had Heinz as a sponsor for Heinz 57, the episode? Not a sponsor. Uh, Frankie Knuckles, it's the gas man. Frank, you love ketchup. I do you love, love I was about to, I was literally you, about to say I love ketchup. <laughs> you you love condiments, I'm sure. Someone bought uh, me a shirt that I mean the shirt's been around since then, but it was new when I got it. I put ketchup on my ketchup and uh, I cherished it. Yeah, like this this would have been the 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 ultimate. Well, I mean, we can still uh, celebrate ketchup in this episode if you want to for 57. Have you ever had actual Heinz 57 sauce? No. It's pretty good. Hmm. But apparently, uh, do you know that's the name came from? They have like 57 different varieties of a condiment. I believe believe that's where the name comes from. I knew that. Somewhere deep inside, I was aware of that. And uh, are you just, you're a straight, straight ketchup? You don't, do you like spicy ketchup or dill ketchup or garlic ketchup? Just Uh, just ketchup? Regular, plain old ketchup. And uh, do you have a preferred brand? Heinz. Heinz. Have you had French's? Yeah, I don't care. It's it. You don't care. Makes no difference. And do you struggle with it coming out of the bottle, like in the commercials? No, they've made great advancements in ketchup bottles. It, it might low key be the biggest advancement in society since I was born. You stand them upside down so they're always ready to go. There's like a a pressure seal so it only comes out when you squeeze i was actually thinking about this the other day when i put some ketchup on a plate i'm like man ketchup's come so far wait you just put it on a plate ain't it like that no to dip stuff in oh okay what did you dip i think fries or something like that dude okay. chill it just you can't put ketchup on a plate that was weird yeah, um, yeah you nobody so when, puts when ketchup start, on a plate when we when we, when we start our actual ketchup podcast should we call it catch junk or chup junk hmm i don't love either of those sauce junk you know what we do could do a podcast on different sauces and condiments i think it's dead in the water already oh my god (laughs) just based on the name that's not happening man i'm just coming out with these great ideas and you keep shooting them down sorry so what's been going on we haven't uh we haven't chatted sports in a while Uh, Life has been very busy, although uh, I'm sure you haven't been too pleased with what was going on in the sports world since we did our last episode, which was right before the Super Bowl, I believe. That was the last time we did one? I think so, yeah. Hmm. I I have to admit, after the Super Bowl, did not watch that much sports, but playoffs, I've uh, come back a little bit. Okay. Well, more than a little bit, I'd say. I've, I've watched most of the games, so... Very few dedicated watches where, like, I'm only watching that game, except for the Pelicans play-in game. Uh, but I have them on all the time. And they've been well, quite good. good. They've been quite good. Except um, aside from the usual stuff. Sure. The, 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 the terrible roughing and the flopping and the... The flopping is... I've never seen it so bad in my life. My uh, my uh, my good friend King James had a, had a pretty bad one in... Is it game three of the conference finals or game four? I can't remember. Which one? Which one what? Which game? I'm not well, sure. Which, which flop? Game, what was the flop? 
Trying no, it was just it was a very egregious one that uh, like it was, there was no contact whatsoever. Oh, okay. oh I think I know like which one that was. He was now. murdered. Yeah, and uh, like Embiid is the worst of all. He's <laughs> like, bad. He, he is the biggest guy ever, and he's on the floor constantly and complaining constantly. I, I've finally been playing pickup basketball for the first time regularly in a long time, and I've played about ten games, let's say, over the past couple months. No one out of two hours, 10 times, one person has been on the floor and it was like bad when they fell. Now I know yeah. we're not playing at professional levels, but there, there's gotta be some in between. Do you have actual officials? No. Oh, okay. It's, it's definitely not as intense. I I'm joking. Like it's not as intense as an NBA game, but there's like, it's not that easy to fall. You you kind of have to want to fall. So which when when you think of your basketball game, which movie basketball which player movie? do you think that uh, uh, you're most similar with? Movie basketball. That's severely limiting the the pool I could pull from. Well, every bat there's been there's probably a hundred basketball movies. Poof. And you um, love movies and basketball. I mean, would you be like Woody Harrelson and White Man Can't Jump? No. I like to pass a lot. I'm trying to think of a a great passer in in uh in basketball movies, and I'm struggling. So I'll go to my first answer that popped in my head, Bill Murray and Space Jam. Okay. Very good. I don't do, do defense. You, uh, do you ever get angry on the court? Never. Not not like a Nick Nolte and blue chips. No, this this pickup game is the best. It's okay, awesome group of guys, and it's just so much fun. Love it. Maybe you're like one of the guys from Hoosiers. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure they had a passer. They passed a lot, but I don't. I don't remember any of their names. You're from a small town. I thought that was. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I was trying to think of an NBA player equivalent, and there's not many that oh. do as little as I do and score as little as I do, but it'll come. It's gotta it'll be come something. No, I'm, right. a, I'm a unicorn. I'm one of those unicorns they talk about on sports podcasts. Maybe you're Mark Madsen. A shit unicorn. Mark Madsen might be the right one, although I can't dance very well. <laughs> How do you know? Because I've danced before. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I mean that—that's your own opinion of yourself. Maybe there are other people around you going, "Wow, no, that that boy can dance." Absolutely not. I you sure? All, oh, I'm positive. All right, we might have to go to a, a wedding and uh, and just and see you out there and see what happens. All right. Do you know anybody that's getting married? No, I do not. No, do you? No, no. Everybody. I mean, all my friends are are already married. Yeah. And I've and I've already ruined every one of their weddings already, so there's none left. Did you dance at their weddings? Of course. That's pretty much the only place that I do dance. I'm kind of the same. And uh my go to uh request is bootylicious. Nice. Yeah. I'm assuming yours would be I don't know. What would yours be? Don't really have one. Yeah. No? Nope. A blink blink song? Oh god. You lose it when Blink one eighty two comes on? <laughs> no. I hate Blink one eighty two. So what's that hat you're wearing? Wow. 
It's a rose. So is it is it the Welland Jackfish, like the Rose yes, City? It's their alternate. Oh, okay. When they're the roses. Yeah, I see. Your How are they doing? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I have no, no idea. Have you ever been to any of the games? No. There's been a lot of talk of the Hamilton Cardinals lately. Really? In my Twitter feed, and I don't know why, but they're everywhere. They know you. They they want to pull you in. I guess. I guess. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, all right. So we've got uh, we got actually a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on in sports uh, we, that we haven't chatted in a while. But uh, we're going to chit-chat uh, a couple of sports movies that have come out, and we haven't had an opportunity to sit down and, and talk about anything. And uh, uh, the first one uh, was one that you were very, very excited about to talk about. And uh, I would say that from the time that this movie was announced to this moment, your excitement level has grown substantially. Oh, yeah. I would. I expected the absolute worst. The film we're discussing is 80 for Brady. 80 for Brady, directed by Kyle Marvin and uh, uh, stars... Uh, a, a wonderful cast of Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Sally Field, and Rita Moreno. And, and uh, the, Tom Brady? The, uh, well, Tom Brady is in it as well, but he's not the star. No. These uh, these four uh, legendary actresses are, are the stars. Uh, the movie is inspired by the true story of four best friends and New England Patriot fans who take a life-changing trip to Super Bowl 51. L.I. is 51. I think my Roman numeral reading is correct. Uh, they go there to see their hero Tom Brady play and the chaos that ensues as they navigate the wilds of the biggest sporting event in the country. Uh, I rented this on uh, on Amazon Prime to watch it because I do not have a Paramount Plus subscription, which is where it is currently streaming. I, and, I purchased uh, it. I would say... You purchased it for twenty four ninety nine on iTunes. No, it was on sale. Okay, uh, I, I I rented it. I believe it was five ninety nine or six ninety nine. One of those. Um, and well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about it. Uh, so, I, I think my letterbox review at the time we went to see it as part of a triple header. We, okay, we do like a bad movie triple header at Christmas. Not necessarily bad, but like not. Uh, like big releases, uh, and where 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 was this at? The Penn at the movie Center. You just wanted the to Penn do Center. Yeah, okay. myself, uh, Roman, and Zach, and the we started. I no, so eighty for Brady was second, I think. Oh no, this was another one. So anyway, but uh, I was expecting the worst, one of the worst movies ever made, and I can't remember the last time I was so pleasantly surprised by a movie. I genuinely laughed a ton. The it's basically Detroit Rock City, except instead of going to a Kiss concert, they're going to the Super Bowl. the The structure is almost identical. I'm convinced yep. there are homages. Like they they literally took Detroit Rock City when they made this movie as a as like a template. The Volvo, I believe, is the same car they drive. Not the same year but same type of car they drive to the concert and uh, everyone's a winner by hot chocolate is in both movies. <laughs> I, th I think there are signs there that's like just a little paying a little tribute, 
but uh, it's really funny. I, it kind of plays like a, a happy Madison, a light happy Madison movie to me where especially the stuff where Lily Tomlin is talking to standees and bobbleheads and has like this connection with Tom Brady and he speaks to her. I find that stuff really funny. And uh, I actually think it's a very good concept. One of the greatest comebacks ever and turning that into a movie and like this fict- inserting this fictitious plot around it and cutting around the footage of that game. I think that's an amazing idea. I think it's a really good idea. And the way they actually have footage from the game with them mic'd up, I think it's very well done. This movie is way better than it should be. Now they obviously would have had to get permission from NFL films for this stuff. I'm right? sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm assuming because of the, uh, the positive story that they were okay with uh, this footage being used. I'm guessing they gave him a little money too. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised. Well, yeah, I would imagine the NFL would require a bit of that. Um, first of all, I, I think everybody who is driving and listening to this has had to pull their car over because they're probably blown away at how much you enjoyed this movie. Well, if people are pulling their car over because of that, we the world could be in a sad state. This, this this should not be that big of a deal. It's a it's a very uh I guess the first time I saw the previews, I almost thought like it could be a parody movie. Even like the quality of the trailer looked like not like a real movie in some way. I don't know. But uh it works. Everything about it pretty much works for me. Uh the jokes are childish at times, but that's right up my alley. Like Sally field strap on is what she calls her fanny pack. And, uh, that is some good legs. That gag. I, I dig it. Well, I, I would say that, uh, they, they explain the joke well, because she doesn't wear it around her waist. She wears it across her shoulder. And so it's a strap on. Um, <laughs> uh, and they, they did, they did hit that joke twice. Yeah. Three times. Twice. I think twice, twice. Um, it sounds like you were not as big a fan as I am. It's not that I wasn't uh, a fan of it. I just, I, it was all very predictable, obviously. And, um, the, uh, the whole idea of them, you know, winning tickets to go to the Super Bowl on a, on a radio show and then, um, you know, losing the tickets and then finding the tickets and then realizing that they were fake tickets that were purchased online. Uh, I will say that the fake ticket scam, I didn't see coming. Isn't that um, like liter- like almost identical to Detroit Rock City, how that plays out with the radio station? They go there, then they have to split up, each try to find find a way into the game on their own, then they reconvene. The only difference is much more of this movie takes place once they're inside the Super Bowl. Right, yes. But it, uh, I, I was like, do I, I was going to watch it and kind of watch it in the background to f- refresh my memory. And I got sucked back in. I, I, I was like, maybe it was just the, the circumstances of seeing it in theaters where I was in a really good mood, just destroying large popcorn after large popcorn and large diet cream soda after diet cream soda and in a state of ecstasy. And no matter what I would have watched, it would have uh, been one of the greatest days of my life. But no, it's actually a great movie. Um, I, I appreciate the, the chemistry between Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. I mean, they go way back to 
an incredible film called Nine to Five uh, that they did back. Uh, my mother actually took me to see that movie. I, th- I think that came out in like eighty two or eighty three. So I was I was a young lad. Um, probably didn't really understand much of it. I think the only thing I took away from that movie was the song. 1980, which, which is an amazing okay. song. Yeah, it's a banger of a song. Oh, yeah. the I, Like, using a typewriter as an instrument is so good. Yes, although I don't think it's actually a typewriter. It I believe it's her, fing- it's her fingernails making that sound, but the idea is... But they have the, the, the return, the return sound. That's true. Okay, so you've got the typewriter in the song for 9 to 5, but you also have the opening of the can of soda in Kim Mitchell's go for a soda. <laughs> what's what's your, what, what do you think is the better use of a sound in a song? Oh, typewriter by a, a mile. I'm not that big of a go, Re- go for a soda fan. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, all right. Uh, I thought for sure you'd be more uh, like on, on point with opening of a soda can in a song. I didn't, I'll be perfectly honest. I didn't know that happened at the beginning of that song. It's not at the beginning. It's it's in the it's during the guitar solo, like the bridge, right before the. Now I'm the, even more embarrassed because I didn't know it happened there either. I thought maybe I've never actually listened to. Might as well go for a soda on like the album version where it starts with the can opening or something like that. And I'm like, well, that's why I've never heard it. But if it's in the song, I didn't know yeah. it was there. Huh. This is a very educational podcast. Well, that's. It's what we strive for, really. We want people to come away from this and and learn something, uh, as well as be entertained. Of course. Um, So, yeah, a lot of there's a lot of uh, special uh, guest appearances by people in this movie. We get uh, we get Patton Oswalt in uh, in a poker scene, uh, along with um, uh, Marshall, not Marshall. um, Who's the, the 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 the, from the Seahawks, the defensive end, the, not the defensive end, the uh, the the the, uh, the running back from uh, oh, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn, thank you, Marshawn Lynch. Yes, uh, he's in the, in, uh, I think is in Stars on Mars, a new reality show coming out. I'm, I think I saw him in the. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, right. I did hear about that. Yeah, he's in it. Um, and then we also have. Uh, you know, Billy Brady Porter. has a, a bit of acting, and then we get a little bit from, uh, I believe, Danny Amendola. Yeah, don't we yeah, have Billy Porter's probably the biggest like cameo. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Guy Fieri, if you're leaning into the pronunciation, uh, it's actually more of a T sound, Fieri. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And uh, and he will correct you. No, I know. I, I that's the most embarrassing part. I actually thought yeah. I was saying it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> it's still wrong. Sorry, guy. Um, and Gronk Gronk also has some lines. And I would say the football players were all bad. Okay, the, as my, far as acting goes, I I kind of disagree. Oh, Gronk might be the worst performer in the history of. Like oh, yeah. recording yeah. Yeah. film, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. he is so bad, and like he gets a ton of commercials, and I just d- don't even get it. I don't get it at any level. I thought Tom Brady was actually really good, except for there's a moment where she's talking to him through the headset, 
and he's acting without saying anything like he's hearing her that was awful like that that's really bad but when yes. he talks to her after that and his f bomb that's a great f bomb i'm feeling it when he gives uh, if you ever ever said it t- 20 years ago one day tom brady's going to deliver an f bomb like let's go in a movie and you're going to be jacked i would have like i would have never believed you like, i will never get excited by anything Tom Brady ever does. I will hate him more than any human being on planet earth. So I think there's even a line in the movie. People either love you or they respect you. And that's pretty hard to do. And it's true. Yeah. So you do respect Tom Brady. You got to. He's the best ever. So have you, have you uh, come out of this movie uh, appreciating the new new England Patriots? Oh, that never, but I can, I can take, Tom Tom Brady, like a little outside of that. I think it helped that he went to Tampa Bay and won there as well. I can got to give the man some credit. And he gave us this film that I will cherish for the rest of my life. Okay. So let's uh, flash forward a few years and you and Jay and uh, Sean and I, um, the four of us take a road trip mm-hmm. somewhere important. What would, what kind of event would it have to be that all four of us would be excited to go to when we're in our late seventies and early eighties? Oh, so that's, we're in our, we're eighties. It's probably, yes. I'm this, I'm the youngest. So I'm Sally field. I'm like almost 80. You're all 80. In your 80s. Right. Well, how, how old is how old is Jay right now? He's like, like two years I'm, older than me, so I don't know. Okay, and how old are you? I don't even know. Yeah, I think he's probably like forty. No, he's probably only forty three. No, forty four. Right, so forty four. I'm 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 five years older than you guys and seven years. So, okay. uh, so you're dying, you guys, and we're gonna do something. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm the one that's dying. I'm, I'm I'll probably eldest, be dead yes. already. Uh, right. Um, what would it be? Not it's I not sporting related. I don't think uh, probably not sporting related. No. Hmm. Do you have a thought? Would it be I'm, going, I'm struggling. Would it be to going to the Oscars? I don't know. I don't think so. What about an Oscar party? <laughs> <laughs> the Oscars have definitely lost some of their spark. Uh, not but the, like the vanity, the vanity fair post Oscar party. Oh no, no. It's got, I was thinking more along the lines of like a littlest hobo reunion or <laughs> I'm trying to think of like low key references from, from film junkers stuff that I, I can't think of anything. I'm I sorry. Think a, a littlest hobo thing would be kind of sad because all of the dogs are who played uh, no, it would be like the hundredth anniversary almost. celebration of the show or something like that. Oh, I see. I see. You know what I mean? Like it's right. been a hundred years since the first episode of Littlest Hobo. We would That's all probably would all, overshooting it. So I don't think, I think so. that that premiered like late seventies. So, oh, I guess yeah. I'd be a hundred years old. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> With these advancements and in, in uh in what's the word I'm looking for? Healthcare, right? Okay. Life extension. Who knows? But uh, but a but a pretty significant littlest hobo reunion celebration. 
um, retrospect on all the episodes and, and a nice honoring of, I believe, all seven dogs uh, that uh, played Hobo, even though the one in the in the opening credits was named London. There were a whole bunch of other dogs that uh, did stuff on that show. And really, mostly to celebrate that amazing theme song. Yeah. It's, All right. You know a lot about that show. I was not. I, I think I picked the right thing. Well, you, know, you, you did tap into something special, I think, there. <laughs> so each of these four ladies has their own individual story. Like Lily Tomlin is uh, uh, is a cancer survivor. And uh, she was in, in chemo when Tom Brady made his debut as a rookie. And that's how they all got interested in watching Tom Brady. And then ever since they get together and they watch uh, all the Pats games. Um, and uh, Jane Fonda, her character was, uh, uh, she was like a former spokesmodel for a, a popular Massachusetts company uh, and, and is now an author that writes fan fiction around Gronk Erotica. Patriots players. Gronk, Gronk, Gronk Erotica. Um <laughs> Rita Moreno, uh, she's uh, recently widowed and living in a in a seniors uh, facility. Yeah, and then breaking oh. breaking her out of that was the same as getting the one guy out of uh, private school or military school. That's true. It's so similar. And, it's crazy. And then Sally Fields' character, she was I think she was a retired professor. Yeah, she does. She, her life is lacking excitement a bit, and. Right. Her husband depends on her for everything and can't put his pants on without her. And she, so she, it's she, funny how you said that you would be the Sally Field character because you would also be the person to enter the hot wings eating competition like she did in true. the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I have to bring this up. I'm I hope I'm not the only person on planet Earth when they watch that scene and it's like right. her just eating chicken wings and like nothing bothers her. The the cartoon my pet monster i always think of the pie eating contest where it's okay. like the little the, the quiet kid with the glasses i think it's myron and it's like the monster like the the monster and beast store are going to eat all the pies like they think they're gonna win and then actually this little kid who cuts his pie with a knife and fork wins and says anyone for seconds at the end of the pie eating contest <laughs> And I remember this that scene reminded oh, yeah. you of it's just yeah like of, the old lady oh I I like hot stuff kind of thing oh yeah totally I gotta talk to uh, the writers of this show this I, I would imagine they probably weren't inspired by my pet monster I, I which think was, about that moment very regularly was that a Canadian production I believe so wow I, yeah. I had no idea that people actually watched. My pet monster. I really, I really didn't. It was one of those shows that Saturday afternoons, there was nothing on for kids at all. And global TV would put like just some cartoons on. So it was the only thing on. And I only remember that episode. Really? That's the only episode I remember. You probably got, uh, uh, snorks on there as well, which was a ripoff of the Smurfs. Yeah. Snorks was not great. No, this is way worse than that. Uh, we're talking smoggies. Oh, okay. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, see, 
again, and I'm older than you, so yeah. for me, those those afternoon, like it was, uh, um, like the the bugs and Tweety hour uh, was was that was uh, still was on really big. Yeah. Um, uh, there was also uh, there was a cartoon called Wait Till Your Father Gets Home, uh, which essentially was uh, the the children would misbehave and the mother would be like Wait till your father gets home and then he would come and discipline the kids and it was really a, an awful cartoon, but uh, um, I've that's, never that's heard basically of that. what I was watching, which is why I'm probably the way I am. Anyway, I'm um, looking it up now. So yeah, this so- is completely new to me. Really? Yeah, never heard of it. What about Barba Papa? Never heard of it. <laughs> Clickety click Barber Trick. You don't know Barba Papas? Nope. Wow. Do you remember the uh, the the Hercules cartoon? That I remember. I hated with that New- cartoon with Newton and Toot and yeah. and that Evil was more Dennis. of a six a.m. If you woke up really early, okay, you might catch that before Rocket Robin Hood before Mutual Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah. I used to I used to Good love stuff. Mutual Omaha's Wild Kingdom. I could not wait to wake up for that on Saturday mornings. Really? Mm-hmm. What what was your favorite part about that? Just the animals. I loved animals. I was obsessed with animals. Probably why you like my pet monster so much. No. Too many humans in that show. It's mostly humans. And monsters are closer to humans than animals in the show, so not my thing. Right. So yeah. So so I'm I'm Lily Tomlin because I'm the most obsessed with Lilith's Hobo, and uh, <laughs> yes. you're you're Sally Field because uh, you're gonna you're gonna enter the 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 wing eating contest, and then we got Jay and Sean. Um, who's who's kind of the who's who's the the the, oh, the horny one living in the in the seniors? <laughs> Jay, of course. Jay. <laughs> oh no, sorry. Jay would be writing the the erotica. Are you sure? I think Sean's more of an erotica writing guy. No, Sean is Rita Moreno for sure. Okay, he's he's the one taking sleeping pills and uh, getting doped up accidentally. Okay, yeah. In this scenario, he'd be a widower, right? Right. Oh, Jay would have been R.I.P. Alicia. (laughs) No, well, in in comparing it to the movie. Right, and and yeah, Jay would have like I think Jane Fonda is like single and no kids and like it's perfect. Right, it all lines up. It's we got a hit. All right, I think that's a great. It's a it's, it's a great plot. I'm, um, I'm so anyway, so vibe the, you the, did not like this movie and it's bothering me. So the ladies, um, they 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 can't get in because uh, they have fake tickets, unfortunately, and then. They uh, they sneak in with Gugu, who is uh, Lady Gaga's um, uh, dance choreographer, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how they get in. And uh, first, security doesn't want to let them in because he realizes that they're not actually part of the dance troupe for the halftime show. But then they uh, they perform this dance number with really no practice, and they're almost flawless. I mean, there's a little more to it than that. Sir, uh, okay. Gugu asks, "Are what dance moves do you know?" And so right. he bases this ad hoc dance on things they are familiar with. So I actually think there's, you know, it's quite believable. All right. <laughs> so they 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 get finally into the stadium and they find some seats, 
Um, they end up in a private box uh, watching most of the game. And this is a famous game of uh, where the Atlanta Falcons were up 28-3 to in, I believe, the third quarter. And uh, Brady makes an insane comeback. And, and he makes the comeback because the ladies uh, break into the, uh, the Patriots coordinator's office. And uh, Sally Field starts uh, calling uh, defensive plays. She switches to and, a cover uh, the, one. Right. And uh, Lily Tomlin gets on the microphone and speaks into Tom Brady's helmet and gives him an inspirational speech about how she was a cancer survivor and and uh, everything that he did helped her move on and and you know ma- gave her the special relationship with her her three friends and Brady goes out there and takes that on. They win the Super Bowl. The ladies are escorted into the locker room. Uh, Rita Moreno was super inappropriate with one of the Pats players. Or oh, you're, you're looking dumbfounded. Did I skip over something you're, super you're spoiling important? the whole movie? The joy of this film is being spoiled for everyone. Well, we talk about movies on this. I guess. This movie. When did this movie come out? February, I believe. Right. Okay. So four months ago. And if uh, if anybody is listening to this and they're upset <laughs> that we're spoiling eighty for Brady. <laughs> But, uh, you know, not exactly popular sports. <laughs> I think we're I think we're OK. OK. I, we're, I think we're OK. But anyway, so it's it's a happy ending. Um, then they make uh, Patriots slash Buccaneers jerseys to enjoy Tom Brady uh, on Tampa Bay. They They go to an all inclusive with Tom Brady at the end of the movie. Look, you're you're. I'm not even going to bring it up because I want that to be the surprise for people. There is more of an emotional core at the end of this film with one of the characters. Yeah. So, and I actually okay. that, that kind of works for me. How they how they does it? Yeah, you you are normally not one for the uh, the emotional tugging at the heartstring stuff. I think they actually do it pretty good in this movie for the type of movie it is. All right, I almost dropped here. So you would you would recommend people watch Eighty for Brady? Yeah, a hundred percent. This is not like ironic. This is not uh, making fun of the movie at all. I genuinely love eighty for Brady. I'm bumping it up to a four out of five. It's a, it's it's a like a hundred minutes the movie, so it's not a, it's not a tough watch. Nope. Uh, it's a money maker. It doubled its budget at the box office. Pe- people love this movie. They do as they should, but. Not on IMDb, they don't, because yeah. it only got a 5.8 out of 10. That ain't right. This trash well, I see gets sevens routinely on IMDb. This movie is at least an IMDb seven. By any metric. Um, or specifically IMDb's metric. Get in there and do some reviews. No. Because I'd have to go in and be one of those people that gives it a 10 to counterbalance the other ones, and it, then it just perpetuates a disgusting cycle. Oh, okay. I so bet there's a lot of ones and tens on IMDb for this film. So would you recommend 80 for Brady? Yeah, I would give it. I kind of want to give it two balls. You should, you can give it two balls, but like that translates to a five out of five. It's not, but you know, two balls, two balls is fine. Um, I'll give it a, I'll give it a ball. <laughs> you know, like I didn't, I didn't hate it. And uh, I had a few chuckles, you know, there were some cringe moments. Cringe? Yeah, there was. A what bit was cringe. cringe worthy? I don't know. Like, uh, um, 
Guy Fieri uh, uh, being in his office, which is actually a porta potty where he's taking a huge dump. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Fringe. <laughs> I liked uh I liked uh Mora's friend Mickey, who uh, who was always uh covering for all of her lies and uh yeah. and helping plan her escape. Uh, he was a pretty good character. I like Mickey. I kinda like everyone in it. There's no one I really dislike right. in this film. Um I would say the one gag that I laugh Except for Gronk. the most Gronk at- is the only one I don't really <laughs> Really enjoy the one gag that I laughed the most at was uh, um, Jane Fonda had gone had found the radio guys to tell them that uh, the tickets that they had won they had lost, and then that's when she realizes that they didn't actually win the contest. That uh, Lily Tomlin like drained her bank account and sold her car to buy tickets, which were in fact fake. Uh, sad, but uh, the actual contest winners were a support group of four men who were named Tom Brady who knew that they would never live up to any kind of expectation of having that name. Yeah, and but- uh, those four, four gentlemen who were sitting in their, their, uh, their camping chairs uh, looked very sad and distraught with their lives. And that kind of made me laugh. I'm glad you brought that up. That is the only unbelievable thing about the movie. <laughs> their story would, if they just would have submitted the actual story, they would have won those tickets for sure. There's no right. contest. They win that contest every day of the week. That's the only part that I don't believe in this movie. That they so do you won. think that they, the ladies actually should have won the contest? Yeah, of course. They would win that contest every time if they submitted this story. Huh. All right, then. Hey. So the one thing that I found funny was the one thing you didn't find believable. No, I, I don't mind the joke of the Tom Brady support group. I'm just, it reminded me that. Like the first time I saw it, I'm like, well, they're going to win the tickets, but what's going to happen? Because this is a story that would win tickets and uh, they don't. And I still think their story would uh, win a contest over Tom Brady support group. Fair enough. Well, I mean, you know, so between the two of us, it's like three out of four balls. That's a good, re- that's a good review. It's fine, dude. You can give it zero balls if you want. It's you're allowed <laughs> to not like this film. I just don't like upsetting you. I like, uh, I'm upset constantly. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, you guys, uh, the, the next movie I did want to talk about for a little bit. Um, uh, you guys had done this on film junk a while back. Uh, uh, air directed air by, uh, courting a ben legend. Affleck. What was that? Air courting a legend. <laughs> when I went to see it at the theaters, oh. it, it was called air colon courting a legend in the oh, ticket okay. system. And that's what's on the poster. Very strange. Really? Yeah. If you look at the poster, it says air courting a legend and it's not really clear. It's not really a tagline because above it is some icons are meant to fly. Oh, that's the tagline. And yeah, uh, it maybe it's in Canada, us distributing thing. I don't know. Anyway, did that I've, make you annoyed? It was just funny to me. Really? I don't know why it was so funny to me, but it was. Would this be if if you were going to purchase this on Blu-ray, you would have to make sure you didn't get the uh, the French language because that's a lot of French words that would well, be on that spine. Yeah, I don't think that would be on the spine. Just I think it was the way it got entered in Cineplex systems. But uh, I've I've talked about this. I'm curious. You're a bigger bigger Michael Jordan fan than I am, right? And I love this movie. What did you? think? Oh, as did film? I. Yeah. I, 
Yeah, very much. I I, I was uh, thoroughly entertained. Um, there's not much that I I didn't like about it. Um, like I I thought everybody this, that was in it, you know, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, uh, Jason Bateman, I thought was tremendous in it. Uh, Viola Davis was amazing. Like I wasn't even annoyed by Chris Tucker, and normally he annoys me in a lot of movies that he's in. But I, th- I thought he was really good in this. Yeah, I I, mean, I uh, like Chris Tucker in most stuff he's in, so. Uh, I liked him in this. I thought Marlon Wayans is really good as well. Uh, yeah. Um, if, you, if you're not aware, I'm sure if you listen to this, you're aware of the movie. But the movie explores how Nike's basketball shoe division was struggling in 84 due to low sales. And how the company's marketing VP, Rob Strasser, and their CEO, Phil Knight, um, tasked basketball talent uh, scout Sonny Vaccaro to find a new spokesperson for their shoes. Um there's a uh, a ton of uh, funny scenes where they're talking about which players they want to pick uh, as their future spokesperson. And although they, uh, you know, they wanted Jordan, they didn't think he would have enough money because he was going to go to Adidas or Converse. But they made a uh, a play to Jordan's uh, mother and uh, kind of pursued uh, him to actually meet with them. And then the rest is history. Jordan, you know, makes hundreds of billions of dollars uh, off of these uh, shoes and, and will uh, until the end of time. Um, but uh, yeah, I just thought a, a lot of great performances. I thought Matt Damon was, was excellent. Um, like Jason Bateman made me laugh a lot through the movie. Hmm. Um, I've been a Jason Bateman fan for a long time, ever since uh, when he was uh, probably about 12 years old, he was in a sitcom called it's your move, uh, which at the time, uh, I was also around the same age as him, and I found hilarious. Only one season, two episodes are available to watch on YouTube. Hmm. Funny, funny show. I've never seen uh, it. Uh, have you heard of it? No, I don't think I really had. I, I, I can't say definitively never, because I feel like at some point I've heard of it, but I definitely wouldn't have been able to like conjure an image based on what you said. Uh, didn't know the... The neighbor from, is it Steve from Married with Children? Yes. Is the dad. Uh, I, I, I'm i not a big Jason Bateman fan, but I really okay. I really like him in this movie. I think he's, he's great in this. I think the script is the best part of the movie. Uh, it's very well written, short, uh, entertaining, and uh, it. I love that it's very like hyper-focused on a short period of time. Uh, the the only thing I liked less on this, the second watch was some of the referential nostalgia, like stuff that's changed since the eighties and like leaning into that pretty heavily at the beginning of the movie. I love the opening montage, but it's more some of the script right. things, but that's like very minor. And, uh, I just think it's an extremely watchable, uh, funny, uh, kind of emotional at times movie. And, uh, it all works. I love the design of the sneaker. Uh, I can't remember. I always forget this actor's name. I thought that that scene where they were designing the sneaker together in like the little war room. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, Matthew Marr. Uh, uh, and the idea of like, I didn't know about the the fines that I'm assuming that actually happened about how much white had to be on the shoe versus colored right, yes. leather. And uh, I thought that. Yeah, it seems like a no-brainer. Just pay the fines. I thought that was really good. 
Um, yeah, um, it's it's streaming on uh, Prime. So if you want to check, is it Prime? Yeah, I think it's yeah. on Prime. And the decision uh, to like basically leave Michael Jordan out of it. Like he's just kind of this presence in the boardrooms. Right. Do you I, actually see the face of the actor who no, plays him? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think no, so. No, you don't. I think that's a really good decision. Yeah, I and mean, this was uh, was this the first uh, production with uh, uh, Damon and Affleck's new like equity company where everybody so. gets a fair share. Yeah, I think that's uh, why because it had a high budget. I think that's why. But uh, yeah, it uh, it. I mean, it's. I wouldn't say it's as good as something like Moneyball, but it's it's good in its own right. And uh, Ben Affleck's uh, tracksuits were fantastic. Yeah, and then you see, like, they're pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's pretty. He uh, he's good at leaning into the fact that you know people, some people don't like him, and like playing kind of obnoxious characters and stuff like that. He's he's really he he picked the perfect role in this. It's, it, I love yeah. it. It's I got to rewatch I, I, Live I, by I, Night. Because I remember really disliking Live by Night. I uh, I thought uh, you know Viola Davis. I think was my favorite part of the film. I thought she knocked it out of the park. Um, I'm just kind of I'm I'm looking on here on IMDb about all the people that were in the movie and just getting refreshed on on some of the smaller roles. Um, there's a there's a callback scene with a Seven Eleven clerk that uh, Matt Damon yeah. has a conversation with. Um, who says that, uh, you know, early on in the movie, he says Jordan won't be anything. And then at the end of the movie, he goes back to the convenience store after um, Jordan uh, uh, is wildly known as being an amazing uh, basketball player. And he kind of changes his tune and says, oh, we all knew it from the start that we should have got Jordan. And I thought that was good. Um, Jay Moore is listed here, in here, but I don't remember Jay Moore being in this movie. I think he's... Is he- one of the board members at Adidas or Converse, I think. I can't remember which one. I think Converse. Oh, maybe. No, I don't. I don't remember him being in this one uh, mm-hmm. at all. Uh, but uh, um, there's one really great scene between Matt Damon and Viola Davis where he, uh, in his pitch to get Michael to just come meet with with them, um, he tells her verbatim about how the the meetings with converse and the meetings with uh uh adidas are gonna go um i really enjoyed uh that scene and how that all played out but yeah uh, uh, an easy watch uh um the movie is uh uh it's it's enjoyable um you know and uh i think it's a it's fun a lot of laughs um quick quick one you should uh, check that out if you haven't. Uh, I think it's what my, you, my favorite movie of the year so far. What, so what did you give this on Film Junk? Four and a half. It's a, Four and a half. So I'll give it two balls. Two balls. I will also give it uh, a pair of balls. Uh, go, yeah, go, go check out Air. Uh, it's a fun movie. All right, Frank. Uh, um, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about some uh, sports. Uh, a lot's been going on. Um, the first thing I did want to touch on um, the Lakers getting swept is that, uh, and then LeBron saying he might retire the next day, so no one <laughs> talks about the fact that they got swept. That was one of the I loved. Okay, sorry, I, I'm sorry for hijacking this, but two things: yeah. I love Charles sure. Barkley. Yeah, and Charles Barkley called him out completely. Did you see yeah. it? That was the best. Oh. But it also gives me a chance to segue into my most hated commercial at least of recent memory. 
the Charles Barkley with his younger self commercial. No, it's, that's not good. It's not good. The whole point of like D it's not even de-aging technology. It's someone else playing Charles Barkley who sounds nothing like Charles Barkley. It's on constantly. I, yes. I, it never stops showing up everywhere. I look, this commercial is on and it is a terrible commercial, like technically awful. I cannot, I, I want to know how much money this commercial costs. Cause it is such a failure of execution. And I think people generally like it. I've heard people say like, Oh, that's a funny commercial. And I've never, it, it's off putting. That commercial is off putting to me. The young Chuck, something is, Oh, it just, it kind of creeps me out. <laughs> like the way, like, uh, I think they just projected a face onto another actor playing Charles Barkley. That's an odd thing to me. I don't know. Yeah. He it was, it was, it's very strange. I've heard millions of Charles Barkley impersonations and I'm not saying it like it's young Chuck. I get that it has right. to be a little different, but it doesn't even feel like Charles Barkley. No, no, I, I would agree with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we can talk a bit about the NBA. Um, I've actually enjoyed uh, uh, as as much that I've watched of the NBA playoffs. Um, you know, uh, we did a podcast uh, a few months ago. At, at the time, uh, the Lakers were in like 14th place and looking awful, and the Pelicans were in first. And you said that now things are going to get terrible. And, well, you were correct. Well, the end of 2010-22, I said, okay, it's all going to flip. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. And, and it, you were right. Exactly. And, uh, the Bills the tanked from the that and the Bills, both. They were both yeah. number one, and they both terrible things happened after that show. And, uh, I mean, you have to be pleasantly surprised with the Lakers, other than but, like, yeah, a complete like they, choke they made job a, against a few, Denver. A, a few moves at the deadline in the, and, and uh, changed up some players and changed up the rotation and, and surprisingly gelled very quickly. Um um, and it was like a, a different player every night was was stepping up, uh, whether it was Austin Reeves or, or Rudy Hachimura. And uh, but uh, you know, Even they, Vanderbilt one they, game they, I watched. I think game one against their in their first playoff series, like he was amazing. And then he really didn't show up another game that, that I. It was always yeah. uh, who's the other guy? Um, had like fourteen points in the fourth quarter. Vanderbilt? No, no. Um, sorry, keep going. I'll figure it out. But, uh, you know, the, the, the Lakers did have an easier draw, I think. Um, you know, they, they, they were able to handle the, the, the Grizzlies, who had a ton of injuries, and the Warriors, who were, um, again, old, just like a bunch of the Lakers players are. But it was a pretty good series. But the Lakers, you know, they, they ran out of steam. Um, I, think, I think the media and uh, – well, actually, I would say the media, like – 100% fooled me into thinking that the Lakers could beat uh, the Nuggets. The Nuggets, um, But really, they, they had a shot at, in game two and kind of let it slip away, and then that was kind of uh, uh, the straw that broke uh, that camel's back, and uh, they ended up getting swept. But uh, a good playoff run. Uh, you know, got nine more playoff wins than I expected them to get this year. Uh, I didn't think they would uh, have... Uh, I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs, so uh, very pleasantly surprised. Um, I've enjoyed the 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 East as well. It's had a lot of good games. We both love Jimmy Butler, and uh, and how fantastic that he's been in. Uh, I am a little concerned that the city of Boston is 
once again going to have the first team to come back from a three nothing deficit the way the Red Sox did against uh, the Yankees back in I think it was 2004 um and uh yeah he went up to a 3-0 lead uh Celtics uh on a buzzer beater tied the series we're going to a game seven uh, tomorrow night uh how are you feeling about the, the heat and the Celtics and maybe talk a bit about your love of Jimmy Butler well it is interesting that we were t- like preparing for the show we kind of delayed it a almost by a couple weeks yeah. we were talking about how good Jimmy Butler is and how quickly things change. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he did not play well last night. I watched almost all of that game and, uh, I bet on the Celtics when they were down three, nothing in the series to win the series. So I really dislike the Celtics and I don't want them to win. So it was kind of an emotional hedge, but I kind of thought it was possible. So I will, uh, cash in a pretty decent sized bet if they come back. So I'm good either way. I want Miami in the finals, but I'll take the cash too. I just, who do you, who, who do you think wins between the nuggets and the heat? The heat. I, th- I, th- I, I've always, since I watched the first round, I thought the heat were going to win it all. Like they, and, I watched the Lakers. The Lakers are not good. Lonnie Walker was the player I was talking about before. Right. Like I watched them. They kind of stink. I can't believe Boston is as good as they are. I watched them play. They look terrible at times. Even the, the to get the buzzer beater, Marcus, the play they ran, Marcus Smart's fadeaway three was like yeah. awful. That's the best you could like. That's so bad. Um, so I don't get that team either. I watched every team and I'm like, none of these teams are, are very good. The biggest disappointment <laughs> to me was the Warriors. The Warriors right. are are way better than that. Like Poole and a couple other players, I don't know what's going on with them, but uh, Denver plays really well, and it it really like Jokic is always going to have a good game, pretty much. But uh, uh, Jamal Murray has really, if he's hitting his shots, that team goes to another level. So I don't know. I and I, I, I think uh, uh, up until the the uh, the conference finals. I think uh, I think the reason that the Lakers beat the Warriors was was Anthony Davis and his defense because his defense was pretty incredible throughout that series and uh, he was a, a big reason why they were actually were able to beat uh, beat the Warriors. It can, um, his defense has always been good if yeah. he actually tries, which does right. not happen that regularly. No, but uh, he he tried a lot so far in in, uh, in, in these playoffs, and I think that's uh, one of the reasons they they got as far as they did. I still like uh, the Heat. Like I don't know. I, I, I yeah. I'm they, hoping the Heat win. I would prefer to see the the Nuggets and the Heat uh, in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would probably be a, a better better series. But based on last uh, night, yeah. even uh, um, uh, Bam Adebayo, like he, yeah. th- that was a rough game for Miami at home. Like I, I, I kind of feel like I don't know how they can win in Boston after that. But I hope I'm wrong. Either way, I don't care. I'm either getting money or Miami goes to the final, so it's good. Um, have you been watching any NHL hockey at all? Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, watched, I haven't like, watched the, uh, anything really. The quadruple overtime um, game and all the overtime, and I was I was into it. I I have to say, like the teams that are remaining aren't exactly thrilling, but uh, what I've watched has been good. Um. 
Yeah, like the uh, the Florida Panthers, uh, uh, they're just a- another story. Like the NHL is full of these stories, and it's almost every other year uh, a team, a low seeded team, just hits the playoffs with some hot goaltending, some timely scoring, and uh, uh, a lot of clutch performances in overtime, and they're able to go far in the playoffs. It happens all the time. So well, the Panthers if, are the team this year. If the Heat won, I think it would have been the eighth seed Yes, in both Eastern conferences playing, yes. if Vegas wins, the number one seed in the opposite conference, the Western conference, yes. in both finals, which would be kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, and the both, had, both eight uh, seeds from Florida, obviously, as well. Yes. The big upset over the Bruins and then... Uh, uh, they lose. Uh, like so, the, the Maple Leafs finally shed that uh, um, that skin that had been covering them of not winning the, the first round. They they beat Tampa Bay, the defending champs, and uh, um, there's a, a great video of the people outside of the arena chanting, "We want Florida, we want Florida." Is there? Florida I, I haven't seen that. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, Florida takes out the Maple Leafs rather easily in uh, in round two uh so i think the leafs are exactly where they were before yes they won a first round series but they're they're just still as cursed uh as they have been since 1967 um panthers go on go they go into the finals they uh they sweep carolina which was uh a pretty uh another crazy result uh as uh, carolina had pretty much dominated all the way through their side yeah, but I, then, I was uh, watching the first game. That, I can't remember if it was game one or game two that went to four overtimes. And I think Carolina outshot them every game. But they were not getting great shots. Like the, Florida had fewer shots, but they had really good scoring opportunities. I'm like, Florida is way better than these guys. So I bet on Florida every game. Yeah, it's like they, they, they play much better as a team. And you know the reason that Carolina doesn't get quality shots is just how those five players are playing in front of uh, Bobrovsky. Um, yeah, and then Vegas and, and Dallas. Vegas went up to a three nothing lead um, in the conference finals. Dallas has won the last two games, one of them in overtime, and so we'll see if they can also make that a seven game series as well. Um, but uh, no Canadian teams uh, are doing well uh, once again. Uh, um, has there been a three zero series comeback in, in in the NHL before? Four times. Four t- like uh, really four times. Yeah. Yeah, once like, in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, was that uh, Anaheim, uh, New Jersey? Or was that a series uh, of sweep? Uh, no, I don't think that was in the Stanley Cup okay. Finals. I think that the time that that happened was like in the 40s or the 50s. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, but yeah, so it's happened four times in the NHL. Once in once in baseball and potentially after tomorrow night, it could be once in, in basketball in a semi-game series. So it uh, doesn't happen too often. Yeah, well, we'll see how things go. I'm, you know, some people said that you know Gary Batman didn't want any Canadian teams in the in the Stanley Cup Finals for ratings. Although I'm not sure how much a Vegas, Florida, or a Dallas, Florida yeah. is going to do for ratings for the NHL either. So I, I, I definitely don't buy that at all, and that's why I like hockey. It feels yeah. like anything can happen, and I don't feel like they favor any teams. It's not no, like they I get think, every uh, call right, but I, it feels like the most "quote unquote" legit sport. I would for for NHL ratings. I mean, when looking at the teams that made the playoffs, I think the only thing that would have been remotely good for the NHL for television ratings would have been a Boston 
or Rangers final against the Kings. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's other than that. I mean, I, I don't think you're getting high ratings with uh, with any of these teams. But that's the NHL playoffs uh, story. But I don't, one th- I do want to talk a little bit about baseball. You know, last year we did a podcast where you had some news for me, and you wanted to tell me that uh, you were done with the Orioles. And, you're welcome. Uh, you were becoming becoming a Blue Jays fan, <laughs> and now the 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 Baltimore Orioles. Uh, you know. Early on so far in this this season, they are the third best team in baseball yeah. with an incredible young lineup. Now, the Jays aren't bad. I mean, all five teams in the, in the AL crazy. East are above How 500. How good that division is. And that's all because they, they changed the way the schedule was done, and now they, they play each other less times now than they used to. So before, it was just they were always beating each other up. This time, uh, you know, Baltimore and Toronto, I think, only have four series against each other and same with the other with the Yankees and the Red Sox and Tampa Bay, but uh, some pretty good baseball uh, being played uh, uh, with Baltimore, like um, uh, just across the board, like solid batting. Nobody is really on fire. Austin Hayes is the only one batting over 300, but everybody else is like mid two hundreds or above Um, a ton of stolen bases amongst the team. And, uh, Adley Rushman, who's the their their rookie catcher, is just phenomenal and has become a darling hmm. uh, uh, in the city of Baltimore for baseball. But a lot of fun games. Uh, you know, they were just in Toronto. They swept Toronto. They took two or three from the Yankees. Uh, all young players. Um, so hopefully they can keep it up. And uh, um, I think the one thing that Baltimore does really well is they they do draft very well. And they uh, they have great baseball players. Just the 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 teams are always reluctant to offer those big contracts to keep them from going to other teams, and so they, um, you know, they uh, they have to take their opportunities when they get it because they're never going to be a team that spends money um, to do it. You know, like they've drafted well. You know, Tampa Bay has drafted well, and they're two of the top three teams. Texas blew their budget and signed a whole bunch of players, and it's working out for them right now. Uh, as they're, uh, I think, the second best team in baseball. But uh, yeah, it's been a pretty fun season so far as an Orioles fan, and um, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, if they can uh, keep it going. Um, but yeah, baseball has been uh, has been fun to watch so far. It and hasn't like, been depressing like it was the last two seasons. Like I alluded to, it's all because of me. I switched to the Blue Jays. So well, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Uh, do you like the rule changes? Uh, I do. I, I mean, I, I, I don't really notice it speeding up the games uh, all that much, but uh, I don't have any issues with it. Uh, um, you know, I think it's uh, all well and good for to keep uh, the games from being too long. Um, but yeah, no, I like it. What do you think? I haven't watched that much, to be honest. Oh, okay. I've just read articles about it and some player feedback, and it seemed like they weren't too pleased. So, uh Everyone I've talked to seems to like the changes, though. Uh oh, someone's uh, starting 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 their lawnmower next door. And <laughs> my dog does not like the lawnmower. <laughs> he's uh, he's not a big fan of it. Uh, so, well, hopefully <laughs> this won't continue for too much longer. <laughs> I can't hear it anyway. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, uh, a while ago, back in September, we played a game of likely or unlikely on the NFL season. Okay. Do you remember? Do you remember doing this? Uh, I remember doing it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have not talked about the results of your performance in this game of likely or unlikely. Um, 
So we're going to do that right now. And okay. we're going to see how you did on uh, our, our NFL likely or unlikely prediction. Uh, all right. The first one, the Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl. You said unlikely. You were correct. Mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs won. So you're one for one. Uh, the next one. Micah Parsons of the Cowboys is in contention for Defensive Player of the Year. You said unlikely. Uh, you were incorrect. Nick Bosa won, but Parsons was a finalist. In contention. What does that mean exactly? Well, he, he got the third most votes. Every, technically That's in every, contention. Every player's in contention. You were incorrect. Uh, Justin Herbert is in contention for MVP. You said likely, uh, Herbert wasn't even in the top five of voting. So you were incorrect. Yes. So you're one, you're one and two, uh, the Eagles win the NFC East. You said unlikely (laughs) they did in fact win the (laughs) NFC East. Yeah, they did pretty good. (laughs) The, Vikings win the NFC North. You said unlikely. You were incorrect because they did win the NFC North. I'm really good at this game. Yeah. So you're one and four so far, but then it turns around for you. The Atlanta Falcons finished with the worst record in the league. You said unlikely. You were correct. The Bears had the worst record. Carson Wentz is a disaster in Washington. You said likely. You were correct. He was a disaster. He only played eight games and went two and six. Uh, So you're three and four. Uh, Joe Burrow breaks Drew Brees' record for completion percentage. You said unlikely. You were correct. He had a 68.3 percentage, and Brees' record was 74.4. So now you're four and four. Tom Brady's future is the biggest NFL story by Thanksgiving. You said likely. Now, this was a tough one because uh, I kind of had to go back. And I was looking at the top stories in November of 2022, and nobody was really talking about Brady coming back at that point. Uh, most people were talking about Dan Snyder and all the shit that was going on in Washington. So you were incorrect. So four you- and five. What? Tom Brady played last year, didn't he? Uh, or maybe he did, yeah. But uh, he wasn't a big story. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, okay, so now you're four and five. Uh, now, I, the next two is will determine whether you win or lose in this. And I, I honestly think both are, are pushes. But okay. we'll see. All right. So the first one is uh, disaster hits the AFC South, and somehow the Jags finish in second. You said unlikely. Disaster did hit the AFC South, and the Jags actually won the division. So they did better than the question was. Uh, so I win that I'm one. Give, pardon me. I win that one. I'm right. They didn't win the or they didn't come in second. Uh, fine, <laughs> fine. They did not finish in second. You're correct. Um, and then the last one is Tua proves non-Dolphins fans wrong. And showing that he is a good quarterback with this new offense. You said unlikely. I think that's incorrect. I agree. Because they were really good before he got hurt. Yeah, I agree. He was good. Yeah. So you finished four and five. And not, or five and six. Actually, not good. So. And really, not so good. the ones I got right were so ultra bold that all the odds were completely in my favor. So, Well, I mean, 
the the Eagles and the Vikings winning their divisions, I think, was more of a surprise than I guess uh, I thought too, because I did not see either one of those things happening. Yeah, I, hey, look, I shat the bed big time. What are you going to do? Yeah, that's okay. Uh, let's see, d- d- n- nothing in uh, nothing in sack time, nothing in our mailbag here that I can see. Uh, but in the future, if you want to uh, ask us any questions, uh, maybe chat about some sports movies or some things that you've seen on television, uh, of course, you can always reach out uh, balldrinkpodcast uh, at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, that's at balljunkpodcast. And, uh, you know, while you're at it, just follow TV Junk Podcast, follow Film Junk, follow The Gas Man Lives, follow all of us uh, on the Twitter. And uh, Frank's still not on Twitter. Nope. No, uh, so you can't follow Frank. Sorry, uh, but that's okay. Uh, let's let's get ready and uh, wrap up uh, episode fifty-seven by uh, uh, giving you the old gas pedal. How do you feel about that, Frankie? Great as always. All right. So uh, thanks for checking out the show. Um, once again, you know, follow us on our socials. And uh, uh, we will see you in episode 58. No more catch-up. This is the only catch-up episode that you're going to get. The one episode. So here we go. Uh, The Milwaukee Bucks are finalizing a deal to make Raptors assistant uh, their next head coach. Do you think that's a good choice? No. Uh, Canada's Layla Annie Fernandez proved victorious in a 6-3-1-6-6-3 win in her first round match at the French Open. Can she make it to the quarters and beyond? No. Luton FC had a thrilling penalty kick win to secure their promotion to the English Premier League for the first time since 1992. How did you celebrate their achievement? By hearing about it right now. The Hamilton Tiger Cats won uh, against the Argos in preseason action, led by their brand new quarterback, Bo Levi Mitchell. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, how great of a quarterback name is Bo Levi Mitchell? Nine. Chuck Swirsky has returned north of the border to call games for the Canadian Elite Basketball League. Which of these two Swirsky basketball catchphrases is better? Onions, baby! Onions! Or get out the salami and cheese, mama. Onions. The Indy 500 race is today, and Alex Palou has the poll. Will he finish the race in first? Yes. Latvia upset the USA at the IIIHF Hockey World Championships to capture the bronze. Canada and Germany are playing right now for the gold. Who wins? Germany. Oh, bold prediction from Frankie Knuckles. And finally, my girlfriend is in your native country of Croatia right now. Is there anyone she should say hi to? No. <laughs> That's the show. <laughs> Thanks for checking it out. We'll see you for episode 58. Balls! Balls!